This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy right here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 97th year. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I'm the president, and I can't believe it. I have to pinch myself at times, but I've been here almost three decades. I've started here in 1990. And uh, we've really seen a lot of change in the face of homelessness and the people who are experiencing homeless uh, for women and children that are fleeing domestic violence and also the activity among all the different agencies and all the different government agencies, private agencies, nonprofit agencies, faith agencies to get involved in helping the homeless. And yet we still have thousands on our streets here in South Florida. Uh, good morning again. As I said, I am so excited. We're right in our campaign and our summer program. Uh, it's very difficult during the summer months up north. Uh, the winter time is the worst time for the homeless because of the tremendous freezing colds. But down here in Miami and in South Florida and Broward, uh, it's the heat and it's the rain. And people that are on the streets, they don't get any relief. They try to hide out in abandoned buildings. They go behind stores or they go inside libraries. But their belongings get wet. They're, they're wet. They begin to stink even more so. Uh, they haven't taken a shower. And so they're seeking relief by coming into one of our centers in Miami or in Broward. And when they come in, uh, we do offer them a change of clothes, a hygiene. They get a shower. They get a great meal. And we use that as a way to, to actually interact with people and say, you know something, you can do more with your life. We're here to help you. We don't judge them. We don't look down at our nose. We don't try to coerce them. But we do try to encourage people to get off the streets. And, you know, a lot of times people won't make a decision unless there's pain involved. And then change may start to happen. Uh, we always begin our whole our concept is that we want to have compassion for people that's loving them right where they are and putting our love into action. And then that love and that compassion and by doing good deeds and by helping feeding them, by helping clothing them, by helping them with their hygiene or just giving them a place to rest to get out of the sun for a few hours. Or even if they just come into our emergency programs where they stay a night or two with no strings attached, very little strings attached, uh, they get to know a little bit more about us. And maybe, just maybe, that's what it will take for them to say, you know something, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being on the streets. I'm sick and tired on begging. Uh, I'm using drugs. I'm drinking alcohol, but it's not the same, you know, as it was a few years ago. I'm not getting the buzz out of it. In fact, I'm just drinking right now to self-medicate and to run away from my problems. Maybe I can change. I see people here that I knew on the street. There's people here that I used to run with. There's people here I used to drink with and do drugs with. 
and they seem like they're changing their life, maybe I can do it. So during the summer months, we really do need your help. People are wonderful. All during the year, we have our fall campaigns. People love to give during Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then our springtime, we have Easter. But during the summertime, when people are away, and I understand people go on vacations and they want a break of it. And, you know, how many times can you ask for money? But we really would love to have your support. We have a very special program called Meals a Month. Uh, This is for people who are willing to say, you know something, for a couple coffees a month, I'm going to give $10 or $20 uh, each and every month. For $2.10, that's one meal that's provided. And I've been here, as I told you earlier, almost three decades. I do believe, and I've seen it, and you can come and you can talk to so many of our our men and women in in our centers. That hope often begins with just a simple meal. You come out of the the weather, you're sitting down, you're getting fed. This is not just some soup and some crust of bread. These are good meals. And uh, you're getting some encouragement to go along with it. You're getting someone to love on you, to talk with you. That really can be the catalyst for change. $2.10 a meal. So go to our website at caringplace.org. There's a button there that says Meals a Month. Uh, Of course, you can just make a one-time donation, but our Meals a Month program, this month we're trying to raise 10,000 meals uh, just for the month of July, and we're almost at the end of that. So again, go to caringplace.org slash meals. Take you right to the Meals a Month page. You'll become a Meals a Month member, and you get a special wristband and some other goodies we want to send out to you, and you will be changing lives, not just for the month of July, but all during the year as you give. And right now, also, we're almost done of our summer camp program for kids. We have over 100 children between the ages of 5 and 15 in a Miami Community Activity Center. That community activity center during the school year is occupied by CARE Elementary, Christian Academy for Reaching Excellence. It's a separate 501 um, nonprofit that was actually born out of the Miami Rescue Mission, but now they have their own papers and they have their own uh, fundraising arm, and they do a tremendous job in taking care of the kids during school year and then after school. And then we step in during the breaks Uh, during the winter break and the spring break and especially during the summer to provide activities so we need some extra help Uh, it's almost the end of the of the summer camp but for sixty dollars per child per week uh, you can help sponsor a child so maybe you know feeding the hungry is not really where you're at maybe you have fond memories of when you went to, to summer camp or you know the difference summer camp can make in a person's life these children by the way if they weren't in our camp they'd probably be at home Uh, They're in places where they really don't have a lot to do. And this really helps them. They uh, have music, arts, drama. They go out into the community on field trips, go bowling. They go see things outside their neighborhood and helps give them a vision of something bigger than what they just see every day. $60 a week, uh, $12 a day. They get their food, their transportation, all the good classes that they're going to, and they're having a lot of fun. Uh, campers love it, and the, the parents are so grateful because they know that their kids are in a safe place. And then at the end of in our Christmas in July, uh, we're going to be giving away sneakers to all the kids, not only that come to camp, but all the kids that are registering in the neighborhood. And last year, collectively between Broward and in Miami, over 600 pairs of brand new sneakers for the school year. And then a little later, we're going to actually have backpacks filled with school supplies 
So the kids have a greater chance when they start school. You know, for many of the children, they're coming from economically uh, disadvantaged um, households, families. And I know for a fact, personally, that many of the children that will be returning to to school, uh, especially in the impoverished neighborhoods, they get very little. You know, the mom has to make some decisions, pay the lights, (laughs) pay for food, or maybe, you know, pay for some pencils. And that's why we love every year to be able to give out our the sneakers for the kids and then school um, backpacks full of supplies. So, again, go to our website at caringplace.org. Uh, you'll see a place where you can help us do our, our Christmas in July and also our sneaker drive. You know, if you want to do a sneaker drive for us, you're looking for brand new sneakers for kids from 5 years old to 15 years old, boys and girls. And uh, we'd, we'd like to give them brand new sneakers. And if you have used sneakers, you can donate them also. But on that day, we want to give them brand new sneakers that are wrapped and especially just for them in their size. Again, we can't do all that we do without our community of, of supporters. I'm so grateful for the thousands of volunteers that come on campus and come on our centers. They do painting projects. They serve meals. They mentor kids. They mentor adults. Uh, they do all sorts of special projects of uh, painting and makeovers. And again, that's another way that you can get involved and help us help those that are struggling to get their lives turned around. And I can't stress enough, you go to our, our website at caringplace.org, all the different volunteer opportunities, how you can get involved. Maybe your group wants to get involved. Or if you're a business, it'd be a great day to have a uh, community service day where you can come out and maybe do some landscaping or help us out with one of our houses, uh, remodel some things, you know, minor. I'm not talking where permits are need to be pulled. But come in and do some painting, maybe some new furnishings, some new drapes, and just help us because these places, our centers in Miami and Broward and all of our homes and all of our buildings, they get a lot of wear and tear during the course of the year. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Remember to go to caringplace.org, become a member of the Meals a Month, or help us with our summer camp program. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. Excited to have in the studios with us today, Ellie Mills, State Farm Agent. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you, Leanne. Good to be here. Thank you for coming. And no stranger to all of our listeners, our wonderful Jose Soto, uh, Community Affairs for State Farm. Welcome, Jose. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you so much. <laughs> always for inviting me. Oh, Thank my God. You. Because you always bring great news. I mean, you guys, State Farm in general, you guys do so much for the community. And, and every time you come, I have to thank you and thank you again uh, for being so involved and, and being so active. You guys are not just about insurance. You do so much to help others. I know you have exciting news. Whoever wants to start, what do we have today? Oh, my God. Well, we're right, we're right in the middle of summer now, but yes. guess what? You know, a lot of folks start getting ready now for back to school. Yes. The Miami Rescue Mission, Teach for America, and the Broward Education Foundation right now are doing school supplies. And we're helping each one of them to go ahead and collect school supplies for needy families in our community. Uh, we just started the school supply on July 8th, and it's going to run all the way to August 12th. Uh, and folks can go to any participating State Farm agent in Miami-Dade or Broward County pretty much to drop off these school supplies. So Ellie Mills is one of our agents is actually collecting in Broward County for the Broward Education Foundation. 
Yes, Jose, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here today to talk about such an important cause that nearly 7 to 10 Broward County students are enrolled in the free or reduced lunch program. And the, the need for basic school supplies is just overwhelming. Uh, notebook paper, Korans, erasers, glue, glue sticks, uh, safety scissors, and so much more. So anything that anybody can do, if they can just do a little bit, we don't need anybody to contribute a lot, just everyone contribute. A little for this cause right the other thing is you know some folks will say well hey you know instead of supplies can I donate some some money instead absolutely I mean, of course you know, <laughs> Education Foundation website or, or even the yes. Miami Rescue uh, Mission website you can donate money to, uh, specifically dedicated for school supplies the same thing with Teach for America you could do the same thing and, um, and I'm gonna remind our listeners I know I was here last uh, last week I mean we were constantly saying uh, you can donate and I'm going to speak on behalf of the Miami Rescue Mission when you go to caringplace.org slash camp you can actually donate uh, for the students that are going back to school and also for the students that are doing summer camp with us. So, so important that there's so many ways to donate, to give back. And Leanne, just uh, in, in regards to that, $35, a donation as small as $35 will fill an entire backpack for a child in need. But yet, such a treat, such a blessing for a family in need. I mean, for those of you that are listening, Ellie, thank you for bringing that up. $35, right? I mean, for any one of us, it's like, oh, that's easy, right? But for a family in need that maybe has one children or more, okay, how do they do it? So let's think about things like that. And, and we are taking everything to backpacks, school supplies. I mean, you name it, we're accepting it. Right. You also may want to check with your employer. Many employers will have like a matching gift program. So if you make a donation uh, for, for, for to a nonprofit like any one of these three, they'll match your donations also. So again, ask them you know for that opportunity. Uh, the other thing is, you know, as you go back to purchase some of these school supplies, there's a lot of ways you can save money when it comes to purchasing school supplies. Yes, and State absolutely. Farm has some really good tips. And, and Ellie, if you want to mention some of the really good tips that we've got. Well, I think one of the best things you can do when you're you're going uh, to purchase your school supplies is to make sure and set a budget and stick to it. Yes. Uh, determine how much money you can spend and then evaluate your needs versus their wants. <laughs> <laughs> it can be overwhelming. Exactly. <laughs> You know, that, that cool backpack or those those neat scissors they have to have. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, review the supply list before heading to the store and note what you already have so you can include your kids in the process as a valuable lesson for planning and budgeting and whatnot. Um, also, it. very importantly, coming up here very soon is our shop fr uh, tax-free don't you love that one? <laughs> I love that one. And that is from August 2nd to August 6th. And you can go online to floridarevenue.com forward slash back to school forward slash pages default. And this will take you to where everything that is going to be tax free for back to school will be on display. 
That's amazing. And so many stores, I mean, will be open for business during that week and ready to sell the uniforms, the back-to-school supplies. Also, I've seen deals where you can buy one and get another one free. I mean, what an amazing thing that I buy one for my child and I buy one for another exactly. child in need. I mean, if, if that's not an incentive, I don't know what else can right. be, uh, right? I mean, like, think, think about our community uh, when you're shopping for your own children. And even if you don't have children, Think of a family that you could help uh, because, again, we sometimes take it for granted and it could be a great expense uh, for a family who could not afford it. Well, and if you're one of those people like me that don't like to go out in the crowds, um, there's there's opportunities for you as well to shop securely online. And we do yes. recommend that if you are ordering online, you make sure to use secure, reliable websites. Always look for the HTTPS and a padlock symbol in the address bar. You want to make sure and pay with your credit card instead of your debit card. That's amazing. And I and I love it. I'm going to mention it once again because this is one of the things that I love from you guys that you guys do for every campaign, really. I mean, I know that there is a State Farm almost everywhere. I mean, almost every shopping center that I go to. Every corner in America. Every corner in America, <laughs> we have a State Farm. And, and for example, Ellie, she's got two offices, all the way winding Old Cutler and then all the way down over in Deerfield Beach. So she's like, she covers... Tri-County. <laughs> that's, that's really amazing. We were talking off the air. I mean, she goes all the way to Deerfield Beach, of Florida, and Broward County, and then Old Collar Bay, all the way in the south. I mean, I love it, Ellie. So if you want to, I mean, I always say it, if you want to, if you need any insur insurance needs that you have, State Farm, my God, you know, contact any one of the agents. But Ellie Mills is here. How wonderful if you can tell her. I heard you in the radio. Ellie, if they want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Well, you can call in at 305-238-8688 or 954-428-5494. Or you can click in at Ellie at gotmills.com. And if you didn't get that because you're driving or you're busy at the moment, do not worry. I have all the information for Ellie Mills and Jose Soto. We have it all here in the studio so we can give you the information in case you were not able to make a note of that. That's amazing. But I love the fact that when you do school supplies, when you buy anything that you buy to help someone in the community, you can drop it off at any State Farm location. How convenient is that? And they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Every corner in America. Or you can write a check or you can take something. I mean, we always are asked if we take uh, used items as well. We do. In the case of the Miami Rescue Mission, we do. Uh, we have a residential program for men, women, and children. I'm, I'm sure our listeners already know that. Uh, so, yeah, we do take used donations. But for the back-to-school sake of the uh, campaign that we're doing right now, we want to send the children back to school with new backpacks and new shoes and new uh, socks and, and new everything that we can right. give them. And, and Leon, you brought up a great point because not only are we collecting school supplies, but if you do have you know new clothing you can donate, uniforms, sneakers, shirts, all that is needed year-round for the students. Whether the student goes to a school that requires a uniform or not, these are items that are needed and much appreciated by these families. And we'll put it to good use. And the other organizations that you guys are um, helping as well, great organizations in our community. So uh, don't think just about the Miami Rescue Mission. I always say it. There's so many wonderful organizations doing so much 
good in our community. Guys, I'm so happy that you guys stopped by. I'm going to remind our listeners, if you want to insure your car, your life, I know you guys have all kinds of insurance uh, that you guys offer. So we have Ellie Mills all the way in Deerfield Beach, Florida, and also in all color. And Jose, thank you so much for being such a great supporter. Thank you. And, and always, always making sure that you're helping others in our community. So one, one last reminder, July 8th to August 12th, any State Farm Agents office, drop off your school supplies. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Leon. Thank you. Leon Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. So excited to have one of our supporters again here in the studio with us today. Welcome, Nikisha Primus. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. It's so great to be back. How are so you? So wonderful to see you. I know we haven't seen each other in a while, but I follow you everywhere. I know I have you on Facebook. I have you on Instagram. Yes. I know all the wonderful things you're doing with your organization. Uh, Nikisha happens to be the coach and owner of the Primus Angels. I want you to tell us more about this wonderful thing you're doing, please. Oh, I would love to. Our program is a college-bound athletics program, and we the reason we say athletics because we also do competitive cheer. We use that as a catalyst to get the girls to get more inclined with their body, nutrition, as well as getting their academics together because we have a tutor that comes in and help them with the homework, um, getting ready for the SATs, ACTs, getting ready to be college bound. And we just want to make sure we give them a schedule where they can learn how to prioritize their time. And that works with doing community events, community service, preparing for them physically as well as academically so they can be a well-rounded woman in our world today. And I've been, I, I, I'm honored to say that I've met these groups of students, right? Yes. And uh, their enthusiasm, their en energy, their yes. desire to give back. I mean, I know you have brought them to serve in the kitchen, yes. to serve in our wonderful bargain barn, suiting yes. and organizing the store. I mean, you, you're doing a terrific job with them. Oh, uh, but answer me a couple of questions. I know now summer uh, is among us, right? right? Yes. And I know that you have a registration going on for right. new people. Right? Yes. For new students. We're, waiting on open, we're having open registration for all those that are interested, have questions. And the summer tends to be the time that we can let new people come in so that they can get a concept of what we're doing. And then during the summer, we attend a college cheer camp where yes. they're on campus with the summer students that are in college. And then they're also taking um, cheer classes, technique classes to help them. And they're staying in a dorm. They're eating in the college cafeteria. So they also get an experience to college life but in a different way, but also Right, they're fun. not there yet, but they're right. getting they're getting like a glimpse yes, of, what of what to expect exactly. once they make it. Once they make now, it, Now, yes. we're talking about only high school students? No, 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 no. We start as early as the age of eight. However, for the camp, you have to be at least 10 to attend camp. But you start as early as eight. Yes. So our listeners, if you have someone in your life who's eight or older, and you are interested in getting more information about the Primus Angels and all the wonderful things that they do to inspire our yes. children, the students. I mean, you mentioned the SAT. How yes. many students struggle with that? that I yes. mean, the fact that they can have a tutor helping them. Yes. I know what it is. I have a 23-year-old at home. I went through all that. <laughs> and, and God knows that it could be a challenge. And right. 
right. a struggle for many, many of, of us. students, yeah. Right? Many, many. Even yes. the parents. I think the parents suffer as much as the students do. They do. And, and you know, the fun part about this is the, the community that I'm in right now, I have a lot of parents that don't know where to go and how far and what steps to take to get their children to where they need to be. Exactly. And that's the joy of also assisting them with getting them to understand that college is not bad. Them going away to college is not bad. You right. don't have to stay here. If, if you've been offered money, and the, which is what we try to help as well, making sure they can get a scholarship so it's not coming out the parents' pocket, you know, financial aid, how we can meet the other end of what financial aid does not cover. We work on that as well. And that gives them the opportunity to just state that it's going to be okay. They can do it. You can support them through this. And, and you're there to help them there now. Help them with how this. can our listeners find you? Tell us about your Facebook, about your, how can they find you? Okay, on Facebook, we're the Primus Angel All-Stars. And it's just that simple. You just type in and we're the only ones that's going to pop up for that. Yes. Um, you spell Primus with a Y and that's P-R-Y-M-U-S. And as in Facebook, that's what it is, the Primus Angel All-Stars. For Twitter, we're at Angels Must. And for Instagram, we're also at Angels Must. So it's just angels must and the reason it's must is m-u-s-t is they have to also befriend me we i follow them to make sure that their posts are conducive to what a young lady should be putting on her social media love it and we love you thank you so much if you were driving and you couldn't catch that please call me leanne here at the mission i can give you all of the information thank you for joining us today thank you for having me well once again we're at that part of the program where we get to talk to someone who is going through life change and i have with me today justice and he is a young man and he looks amazing uh, sitting here next to me you're all dressed up and uh, clean cut and if i didn't know that there was a story behind it i would think you're uh part of a large company maybe even the ceo so (laughs) justice uh, let's go back in time though first of all welcome to this program thank you so much for having me i feel honored well let's go back in time and uh, let's talk a little bit about your childhood maybe your upbringing and uh, maybe where you feel you got off track okay so you know when i was young um, i was born in texas i grew up in the midwest in missouri and to be honest, I feel like I got off track when I was pretty young, you know, still in high school, I was about 17. And I got expelled out of, you know, school, all the public schools in the state of Missouri. So, you know, that required me to go to take my GED. And then from there, I started college at an early age. And being the young one out of the group, you know, I was looking up and kind of saw the older kids in school and college. And everybody was, you know, partying, drinking, smoking, that things, you know, things of that nature. And I feel like that's kind of where I started off track. And, you know, I've always, you know, used off and on my whole life. And, you know, I came to Miami about three years ago to, uh, with a contractor, electrician contractor working. And everything was good for the first, you know, six to eight months. Everything was good. Checks started bouncing. And then I panicked. And, you know, I never really had Now, a- checks started bouncing because of you were feeding the addiction and there was money going out for that? or, or uh, No, the just- contractor I was working for. Like, his checks weren't cashing. His yeah. checks weren't. His was bouncing, mm-hmm. not yours. Yep. Okay. So then that kind of threw you for a loop. Yeah, it threw me for a loop just because I wasn't saving any money. You know, I was just live that lifestyle that I grew up in. You know, not having, you know, a plan B. More so you or less. had paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. when that paycheck didn't arrive, yeah. then, then you had a problem. Exactly. And you and just couldn't find a job that that quickly. Yep. And, you know, I was on the street back when, you know, when I, back in 2016. And then I finally got a job as a bartender. And, you know, I was staying in abandoned houses at that point, abandoned uh, warehouses, buildings. 
and you know being a bartender you, know, you made good money but obviously you know I was using as well you know smoking drinking with co-workers after work going to places things of that nature and you know slowly but surely somebody gave me a hand started just sleeping on their couch and got my own place and everything but I was still using and that became a big problem and you know after that I decided to do uh, you know a sales job over the phone uh, with like a broker as you could mm-hmm. say you know it was a broker for uh, moving contracts okay. over in Brickell you know great job great pay and you know I was stable but using and I had you know overdosed several times in Miami I had never overdosed before until I came to Miami because the drugs down here are really really bad you know so you would be considered uh, at that time you were a functioning addict yeah yeah that would be the technical term yep correct yeah that was right and then you know after my third overdose I was on the street you know I was using on the street and I had died on like I was on the sidewalk I had a place but uh you know before I, I didn't make it home and used you know consumed the drugs and I just died that was my third overdose and to me that was what opened my eyes to uh, who, who rescued you two other girls walking down the street they said they were walking down the street that I was on and the person that was next to me instead of trying to help me was going through my pockets you know emptying my pockets you know money wallet all that stuff wow. and they're like you were just blue and purple just laying on the sidewalk and and I thought it was somebody that was you know didn't like a friend but any kind of time I was you know kind of you know I would look out for her give her money give her drugs because she was on the street so I would kind of like help her out you know when I could and I had to stop that day to you know I saw her and decided to use right then and there and you know the worst happened and you know they walked down the street they saw what was going on and you know thank God that they had um this chemical called Narcan is what they use for people that use any kind of opiates to bring them back to life. Wow, they had that. Yeah, so she said she tried to give me CPR a couple times, and then that didn't work. She used one Narcan, that didn't work, a second mm-hmm. Narcan, and then finally the third one is, I remember just waking up. Hey, Justice, up. I hate to stop you. We're going to be mm-hmm. back in just a moment. Okay. Please don't turn that dial. We're right in the middle of uh, his testimony, and we'll be back in just a moment to hear more from Justice. Well, we're back with Justice. Justice, you were right in the middle of like, wow, I, could, I didn't even want to stop you talking. But you were on, laying on the sidewalk. You had overdosed, and there, somebody was actually going through your pockets but then it's just like the good samaritan story in yeah. the bible you were the one that was in the ditch and uh, others went by you and didn't didn't help you and even did you harm but then there was these two ladies and uh, they did help you they did cpr and of all things they actually had the drug with them to help bring you back correct so th- this is amazing and they did bring you back yeah yep so you know after that happened i made it home and I called uh, Mr. Gary Cooper, which is a, counsel- a caseworker there at the Miami Rescue Mission. I had met him, you know, in 2017. I was there for, you know, about two months. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't ready because, you know, it was very intense. And I didn't want to just give the life that I was living up. And, you know, I gave him a call after this but situation. See, but you had been introduced. So yeah. It w- so it was in your head. Correct. And, and that's what I see so many times that... Um, you know, people will come into the mission. That's why we feed every uh, so many times a week is for those who they're not ready to come in, but they need the food, the shower, the clothing. But they know now the place to go. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it always has to be on your timing. Yeah. And he was the first person I thought of, to be honest. You know, I looked uh, his phone number up, gave, left him a message and he called me back, you know, within 30 minutes. He's like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Wow. <laughs> and he called and, you back soon. Yeah, he called back pretty quick. And I told him what was going on. I'm like, you know, I'm off track. Um, you know, I need some help. And he's like, you know what, just, you know, show up Monday morning, be there, make sure you don't do anything else and show up and, you know, we'll make sure we get you in. 
Wow. So then what happened now the second time as you've come in? The second time I feel like, you know, I was ready to, you know, accept God's love that he had for me and felt, you know, before I felt like unworthy of it, you know, just because of the bad life that I was living. But I know that, you know, God loves you whether or not, you know, you're a good person or a bad person, as long as you're willing to accept him. You know, he'll accept, you know, he has, he's going to welcome you with open arms regardless of what situation you're going through. Wow. Now, um, have you done well in the education center? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I got through it pretty quick. Um, I'm on my last assignment, which is a research paper. And the research paper, you know, touches bases on what I'm going to do after the mission at this point. And what is that? So uh, there's a course at Lindsay Hopkins. It's called a biomedical repair technician. And that, you know, it's focused on, you know, repairing the medical equipment like uh, MRIs, X-ray machines, CAT scans, and things of that nature, you know. That's amazing. That is amazing. I am so happy for you. Thank you so much. And I know that uh, you have that brightness and uh, you're smart and you're going to be able to do it. Give God willing, you know, we'll be able to definitely get things done for sure. Okay, well, it's wonderful when you have a goal, uh, you have a story to tell. I know that you're going to help other people by listening to your story. And that's the one thing um, here at the mission as... uh, even when you're in the program, you get to hear other people's stories, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's inspiring because, you know, you get to see what they went through, their struggle, and you could relate. And, you know, and like when I first came into the mission, it's not just for older people or if you know you're homeless. It's for anybody. You know, as long as you're willing to put in the footwork, you know, they'll help you get to wherever you need and, you know, give you great guidance to get you there. And so many of the staff have stories. Yeah, for sure. And Gary Cooper, who you were talking about, he's a graduate. Yep. Yeah, he actually graduated from our Broward Outreach Centers, and now he's on staff here at the Mission, an amazing case manager, because as our as our men come in, and of course we have women and children also that are at the Women's Center, but as they come in and they, they start listening to their case manager, at first they might think, oh, this case manager doesn't really understand, or they just have a certain script that they have to go by, but it's quite different than that because most of the case managers do have a story (laughs) and they can tell real things that happen to them. Well, thank you, Justice, for sharing your story with us today. Please pray for our men and women as they come into our centers in Miami and in Broward. Pray that God reaches them and touches them and shows his love to them. And if you are worried about someone in your family you don't know where they are or you know that they're out on the street or you're just worried what's going to happen to them Um, you can go to our website caringplace.org you can even ask for prayer and we will be praying for you if you're the person who's going through that difficulty in life and you don't know where you're going to turn we invite you to come to one of our centers you can always go to caringplace.org and you can say uh, your name and uh, how we can contact you and we will contact you and let you know where there's help and there's hope. We say hope begins with a meal. Thank you, Justice, for sharing. Wow, what a tremendous testimony from Justice. You know, I have to think back of all the thousands and thousands of people that I've seen being served at our centers in Broward and in Miami. I've been here again almost 30 years. I mean, literally thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people. And we can get kind of lost in the sheer number of people that we we serve. Last year, we served almost a million meals. Uh, about 20,000 lives were touched in some way by our activities, our programs, our outreaches. But what it really comes down to is that one person 
that's hurting, that one person that is depressed, that one person that is, feels so lost, that one person that feels they just can't go on with life, that they can't accomplish anything, that they're stuck in a rut. And what can happen with some love and some hope and some restoration and then finally some transformation? You know, that's what it takes. It takes, you know, we can offer all the things. We can have great classes and education classes and counseling and substance abuse and mental ill and parenting classes and finance classes and getting how to get a job, how to keep a job class and all that. But it does come down to the person themselves wanting change. We can be the agent of change. We can facilitate the change. We can be there to shore them up. We can be those encouragers and that you can keep on going almost like a coach. But we can't do the work. The individual person themselves has to do the work. And so we're so grateful to hear testimonies and stories of changed lives like justice. You know, it's not easy to come into a homeless center. Uh, when you make that decision, if you're a woman and you're, you're facing domestic violence or maybe you're a single woman and you're out there on the streets prostituting and you're trying to get your drugs, it's a hard decision to say, you know, I'm helpless. I can't even take care of myself. I can't feed myself. I can't trust myself. And to make that decision to come in and say, here I am, can you help me? That's a big first step. And that's why we, we don't want to judge anybody. We don't want to look down our nose. Only by the grace of God go I. You never know in life what can happen. And when you see people on the street that are homeless, and they're evidently homeless, they're, they're, they look disheveled, they got a cart they're pushing, or maybe they're sleeping at a bus bench, or they're trying to beg at a corner, or at a fast food place, and uh, you, they're coming and they're approaching you. Sometimes we don't even know what to do. Our eyes are locked with their eyes, and we're trying to look away. And then some of us will think, well, you know, that person, if they can beg all day at a street corner, certainly they can get a job. Or if they can do this, they can get a job. Why can't they? I'm working hard. I have no spare change. Why can't they get a job? And you don't know the whole story. A lot of times it is because of mental illness or severe drug addiction. And sometimes it's just people who've given up on life. You know, I, I can tell you so many stories of people that are they have stockbrokers, lawyers, doctors, even uh, sports uh, people in sports that you would know their name. Some of you would know their name playing in football or baseball or basketball. And something catastrophic has happened in their life and has just set them so far back, has hurt them so badly, uh, they just knocked off their feet and they don't, they've actually lost the, the will to go on in life and be successful and they lose everything. And, you know, we're not here to blame people. We're here to uh, encourage people. We're here to restore people. We want people to have better lives. We're a Christian organization. We believe that God loves his creation and has a plan for every human being. And we want to see people connected with God uh, and have a spiritual awareness of, of their destiny in life and how they can make a difference in other people's lives once they get their selves uh, situated and their selves on a path to success. You know, you can help us by sponsoring meals. You can help us by volunteering. You can help us during our summer camp for our kids. Simply go to caringplace.org. Uh, there's so many ways to get to help us. You can help uh, become a Meals a Month member for $2.10 a meal. Uh, just a couple cups of coffee a month, you can help change lives. We still need some help with our children's summer camp. That's $60 per child per week. Uh, it's going to end just in a few weeks. And at the end of the summer camp, we're going to have our Christmas in July where we're giving away sneakers to kids. So again, go to our website at caringplace.org. Thank you for thinking of the homeless, especially during these hot summer months. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible.
This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.